0: If you flick open your Bibles to Psalm chapter 1, we're going to talk a little bit about um, where we're going, I would say this year, but I think things are bigger than a year and so on, but where are we looking for in, in context of where we are at the moment? The top of my page, and this is what um, God spoke to us, one of the things about transitioning and so on out of what we were into where we are, was, was really trying to understand what makes us different as a, a community. And, and I hesitate to use the word church because it gets, church brings up connotations and thoughts and so that's why we use terms like gathering and hub and, and so on and, and if you want to go really technical, we actually don't even have church in our name, we're simply Jesus Central, Proprietary Limited, so, um, but we are a church, all right? But we need to get out of the thinking of what church has been over the last 30, 50 years. Um, because God is doing something new, which is why we, we struggle sometimes with terms and understanding of what it is. And we're trying to put words onto things that are bigger than what we are. And that's where the struggle comes, is, is trying to explain what you, we do and who we are and, and how we operate... And the thing that made it easier for me was when I really understood before God and He said, It's not so much what we do that matters, although it does matter what we do. I understand that. All right. But it's not so much what we do that matters, it's where we do it from. And that's really probably what sets us apart as a community and as a family. Yes, we worship. Yes, we. Yeah, we preach from God's word. We we meet together. We eat together. We we do things that churches do. But what seems to be separate and what God is doing now is not so much what we do, but where we do it from. There's been a culture within church up to this point, um, and really, in particular, over the last probably 30 years, um, as you know, we've seen things like mega churches come into existence. You know, what I mean. 30 years ago, to have a church bigger than 1,000 was a huge thing. Like, they just really didn't exist almost. There were exceptions, but that was pretty well, you know. A church of 500 to 1,000 was considered a very, very large church. All right? And the average church size still is around 50 to 60 people. But what has changed in that in that creation of the mega church and and i 'm not criticizing I understand that i 'm just trying to explain is that what has happened is that the the role of in the Old Testament you had the priest who he was the connection between the people and God that often they wouldn 't come to God themselves they would come via the priest, and that has come out as a result of the mega-church movement, that has sort of become a thinking that is has permeated in the church. And I don't blame mega-church leaders. I just blame it as society and a culture and an outcome of what has happened. That people come to church rather than us being the church. They come to a place that they call church and they engage God through somebody else. Whereas when Jesus died on the cross... That curtain that was in there that separated the Holy of Holies, which represented the presence and the the place of God, that only the high priest could enter into at certain times of the year, that curtain that separated them was torn from top to bottom. It was torn from top to bottom for two reasons. One, because no man could do it, because they couldn't reach the top to do it, it was so high. But secondly, it was God saying, I'm opening the way through Jesus' death and resurrection. I'm opening the way for all of us to be able to come to God personally. And Peter talks about us being a royal priesthood. Paul talks about the priesthood of all believers. In other words, we are all, every one of us, a priest. It doesn't make me higher than you simply because I have the title of minister. Which technically I, oh no, I probably still do. Yeah. It doesn't make me any higher. It doesn't make me any better. It just simply means that it's, become a, it's a vocation. And we've risen the vocation or raised the vocation up. Get my English into a good stream here. And over twice there but we've raised that position to being an old like an old testament priest and a part of what really god is doing is restoring that priesthood of all believers that when we come together we come as one we come on the same playing field and i want us to really step into that and and you know i mean Shara's been with us and I know we're talking a lot about Shara but I think that she represents... I mean, Shara's a very strong personality when it comes to that space of worship. But I'll tell you, that comes out of her daily engagement with God. Because you see that. Alright? And you know, I know that a lot of you guys look to Dale and I to to bring a word and a message but that comes out of our daily engagement with God. And what we want to see as a group, is all of us in that daily engagement with God that when we come together, we come on a level playing field. You know, I might provide the house on a Sunday, but you might provide the Word. And and Paul tells us, he says, when you come together, each of us should bring a song or bring a word or bring a prophecy or bring something to share. But see, we've come out of a church culture that says, we just bring ourselves and we sit there and someone else takes us up into worship and engagement of heaven. And then someone else inspires us with the word and we walk out, you know, (coughs) with that meal sort of inside us and go, okay, that will sustain me for the week. And we've become consumers. We've lowered ourselves to the level of the world. That's consumers. Consumers. You know, when I go into into a shop, if I walk into Woolies and I want to buy some food, I don't have ownership in that place. I don't have a say as to how they stack the shelves. I don't have a say as to how they operate their checkouts. Oh, I might complain on social media and do all those things and that may have some result somewhere. But bottom line is that the owner of that place says how it's going to be. I might go into my favourite cafe. You know, when I'm in Midland, there's a place called the Robot Cafe. I go there not because it's a robot cafe, I go there because they make good coffee. And it's fantastic service, and they're really pleasant and lovely people. But I don't have a say in how they do things. I don't have a say what's on the menu. I go in there, and I ask my coffee, and I pay for my service, and I receive it. And we've treated church a bit like that that we give our tithes and our offerings or maybe just a little bit here and there and in return we get our, our fix of a bit of worship and we get our fix of a bit of the word. And we get our spiritual food for the week. But that's not what we're supposed to be. You know, we're told to not neglect meeting together. Why? Because we all have something to bring, and when we limit it to one or two people bringing and the rest of consuming, we miss out on so much of what God wants to do and it's a bit like the song that was sung this morning you know between Shara and, and Amy and so going on is you know that we're actually sitting in a puddle and we're happy sitting in this little pool of water splashing around when around the corner there's a waterfall and you see the pool is one or two voices. And you can be happy there and you can enjoy that. But when you walk around into the waterfall of many voices, of many streams, all coming out of one place, which is our God, and beyond that as thou says are the ancient doors you see when we when we step into that corporate place together we get the power of the waterfall we get the power of our unity and our community together coming and bringing the word the song the power of heaven together that we only get when we all engage together which opens up ancient doors And out of there we're taught and we're led and we reveal, we see reveal the wonders and the mysteries of heaven that can only be opened as we do it corporately. And we limit ourselves if we say one or two people can bring this. And I think God has been strategic and said to Shara, now it is time for you to go, not just for her, but for us as a community. Because it's always like taking that strong voice out to create room. And we love you. But that's what God's doing. You know, I've got a couple of invitations to preach places this year. We're going to be going across, backward and forward into to Sydney at least once a month to work with what God is doing there and opening up. And I don't know what that is, but we're just going to do whatever's we're doing. But see, a part of that is God is creating spaces. For others to step into that space. That where Dale and I will step out for a week. Where Shara is stepping out from today. So that there is room for you to step into that space and bring the voice that God has has put within you. And eventually we will create that equilibrium where we stand together shoulder to shoulder. And we become one voice. All i right. I'm got to say, it is exciting, but it's also a little scary. Some of you are sitting there going, what the heck have I got to bring? We're going to teach you how to do this. That's what we're going to focus on this year. We're going to teach you how to do this. How do we engage in your... See, if you can learn to engage over your home and over your personal life on a daily basis, as you learn to do that, you're going to increase your personal capacity. And you're going to find you're going to start to increase in that and to engage not only in your personal life and then over your home, but you'll start doing it over your workplace, over your school, over your university, over your street. And that's going to start to grow and increase and you're going to be in this space doing the same thing. And it's going to become a natural flow of what is happening every day in your life. So it's not one, we're rocking in next week and suddenly we're all going, okay, everybody, bring a word. Come on, let's go. (laughs) We're making it easy. Next week, we're going to have brunch together. It's Australia Day weekend. God's good. His timing's fantastic, you know. We're going to have brunch together. We'll talk maybe a little bit more about this in the middle of that. All right? So I'm not expecting us to rock in in two weeks' time and everyone's got something to bring. Because it has to come out of our daily engagement with God. And I know that that's an area that some of us are struggling with. I mean, you get people like Dale who, I don't know, she seems to just be able to step in and out and does it really easy. I don't find it as easy because I sense it in a different way. I don't see the same way Dale does. I, I, I feel. All right? And I was encouraged to with Justin because he's the same. As we operate in the same thing. We tend to sense and feel and not see so much. And yet like someone like Dave Von Blom- Black and see. He sees all the time. But you talk to Jen, she will sort of sense and, and so on. You've got different ways of engaging for a reason. Because we're like that waterfall. We may all come out of one place in God. But that waterfall separates out into a wide body of water. That influences different parts of the stream. And that's what we bring. We all come out of one God. But He made us different. So that we bring that variety. You know, have you ever seen a waterfall and you walk from different angles and you see the rainbows appear in different ways? And you start to see through into different parts behind it. And it has these amazing different angles. That's what we are. That's what we bring. Are we going to make mistakes? Absolutely. Are we going to make but we did that coming in. We messed it up. We made mistakes coming into where we are now. Yeah? But we survived. You know, if we need to turn, you know, our casting off for a little bit and maybe just have it on while we're talking or something at certain points, we'll do that. We'll do what we need to do. To get where we need to go. Because we all bring something. So let me go through five areas that we're going to work on specifically. All right? And we're going to focus on these. We're going to talk into these. We're going to go back around these for the next few months. Until you almost, either you're sick of going through it and you step in because of that. Or we just get into it and we find that it's actually where we need to be. And so you engage it. I'll do it either way, whatever gets as a result, all right? I'm going to go through these really quickly because I told Dale I would. All right. First off, we're going to build our word strength because everything we have to do has to be based on the word. Yeah, when God speaks to me, I'm going to show me in your word because if I can't see it in his word, then it ain't God. All right? It says by two or three witnesses, I usually ask for at least two verses. And God goes, only two. And then he shows me a whole lot and I go, okay, all right. All right, and that's where someone says, "Let me let me do this." Blessed is the man, or blessed is the person. All right, that man is not male; it's actually person. So, blessed are you. Verse two: When your delight is in the law or the word of the Lord, the law where it says law in the Old Testament. That's the word. Okay, your delight is in the word of the Lord, and on His word you meditate day and night. What happens when you do that? You become like a tree planted by rivers of water. Brings forth his fruit and season. Leaf doesn't wither and whatever he does will prosper. Yeah. You know we've been out looking at properties and we want to get some place with water. Why? Because you see the difference. When you go places with water, you get these big strong trees. Yeah. You go places where there's no water, there, there might be trees, but it's just this scrubby little scrawny stuff. I want to be where there's big strong trees. They provide this shade. You know days like this, you know, remember being in Kalgoorlie, and you know, being 47 degrees and you know even higher sometimes and and you'd step out of the sun into the shade and literally it would be a 10 to 15 degree difference and you think how is that possible but that's the power of the word of god that when the word of god comes in it refreshes it renews it Strengthens. You see, as, that, as you feed in that word of God, it builds within you and suddenly coming together and bringing a word is an easy thing because it just bubbles up out of you. You know, at times I've been you know, in places and in meetings and I've had nothing going in. But I know that I've been feeding on the word of God. I've been putting in the word of God. And as it comes time to step up and speak, the word of God just flows out from within. That's where you want to be. But if you don't put it in, it can't come out. So we're going to start there with a thing called the Reading Scripture app. And I sent a text out. If you haven't got it or whatever it is, you need to find a way of doing it. You can do it on the, on the computer. will do it maybe. I don't know. If you're struggling with it, talk to Beck or um, she'll help you. Yeah, if you're in the iPhone world, that's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's actually a, it's a free app. Um, let me explain it really quickly. It's really... What I like about it is it's got like every book... Because you're actually going to work through the whole Bible. It'll take us just under a year if you do it every day. All right? So if you miss a day, it'll take you somewhere in there. You, you probably take about a year. But what I like about it is it only goes for about 20 minutes, sometimes only 15 minutes. So it's not a big thing. And you'll read through a section of the Bible and every day you'll also read a psalm. All right? And the idea is to really take time, especially around the psalms, you'll go through psalms two and a half times a year by doing this app. Okay? And it's great because Psalms really is like the Bible condensed. Okay, so, but with it, it has videos. So before you start, like Genesis, it might take you a little bit longer that day because you can actually watch a video and explains how Genesis is laid out and, and explains the book to you in really simple terms. All right, I flicked through. I looked through the one of Daniel yesterday, and I've never heard anyone explain Daniel so well. It's really cool, and how Daniel works because Daniel can be a really complex books, book. Book. So it goes through, you get an understanding of the context of the book before you go through and read it. All right, they do, When it gets difficult, they throw in little videos here and there. Look, it's not absolutely perfect, but nothing is. Okay, But I like that you get to, we get to feed on the Word of God every day, and we're just building that habit. If you're saying, oh, well, I like to do this and that, cool, do this and that, but it says morning and night. So in the morning, do one. In the night, do your own thing. Yeah? yeah. Or reverse it if you want. But take that time, what it does is we're all pretty well on the same page, not going to go, look, we're up to this one today or that one today. You need to go at your own pace. But it's about building the discipline of putting the Word of God in. Okay? So, you open the app. If you do it tomorrow morning, start from Genesis chapter 1, it'll start to read through, you'll go through. And it won't necessarily go in order of the books, because it'll go sort of in an order that flows through the book, so it jumps a little bit between them. But the first video explains that if you read it. Okay, but it's just about reading the whole Word of God, getting the whole Word of God in and building out of that and it just builds an accountability within us in doing that. Okay, so I really encourage you to download the app, do this together because there's something about the power of doing these things together. All right, it's called Read Scripture. If you haven't got it, if you need me, I can text it to you. I can send you the Google link. I can't send you the iPhone link because, you know, but just go in the Apple Store, put in reading scripture. It's got a, it's a grey sort of brownie background with a Bible and a cross in the middle, and you'll see it. Okay? It take, and it's free, it's easy, it's really good. Um, I mean, you read the reviews, like there's two sort of semi-bad reviews and they're like, really? It's, it's a really good one. So we're going to go through that. All right, we're also going to build our word, obviously, with Sunday and Monday hubs and gathering together. All right? Well, these guys on Wednesday as well. We're going to build that, that word which we do anyway, okay? But I want to get that daily flow of putting it in, all right? Second thing is we're going to build our prayer strength, all right? How? By using the scripture app, all right? Take time to think, meditate on it, read it through, pray it through, okay? We're going to build that daily prayer habit. We're going to increase our engagement in prayer together. Like you know, we've been times we break into into small groups and just pray together and engage together around that. Okay, and I'm moving fast. I know, but otherwise we'll be here all day because I could take hours talking through this. We're going to build our engagement of heaven. All right, obviously through our hubs, we're going to do a lot of that um, as we feed on that word, as we take time in prayer, as we do that together it actually starts to move. It just connects us like light lines in working through this. So I really encourage you to, to stay on course. Make it a daily habit of going through. I mean, it's 20 minutes of your life, seriously. All right? Even on a busy day, 20 minutes. Lunchtime, breakfast, dinner, cup of coffee, whatever, you know. Wake up 20 minutes earlier. It's really that easy to do. It's all there. I really encourage you not to always read from the app, but actually have your Bible and read from your Bible because it actually helps you to remember where things are and to get in the habit of using your Bible so that from here, you see, the idea is not to limit yourself in that, but actually grow beyond that and to be able to just pick out certain things in your Bible, read through your Bible and be familiar in using your Bible. So it gives you the references, but if you can, read it from your physical Bible. It'll actually help you to remember what's in there. Okay, there's a study tip for you if you're at university or something else. Reading things on screen, you actually retain less than what you do actually reading it from a book. Because what you do is you visually remember where it is in the book. It actually helps when you do exams and so on. There's a free tip for you. I won't charge you for that one. All right, we're going to learn how to step into heaven and hear from God corporately, as well as individually, all right, and then acting on that. This is where I'm going to take about a minute to go through this. All right. This is a really quick summary of about half an hour talking, which we'll do that on the track. All right. We want to find out what God wants you to proclaim over your home. Okay. What does he want you to do in your home? Okay. I remember I struggled with anger issues for a while. And so I really engaged around that and then made a conscious effort over like a period of a month to really not be angry. Was it easy? Absolutely not. All right? But I changed the habit of being angry in certain situations through engagement in heaven and then acting upon it. Okay? So we're going to start doing that in your home. What is God saying about your household? You know, if there's two of you or three of you in a household or if it's just you by yourself, it doesn't matter. If there's, if you, there's more than one, then we'll get you on that same thing. But it's actually, what is God saying? And get, start to proclaiming it over your house what God wants to proclaim and learning how to govern over our homes and then actually acting out physically what he wants you to do in that. So like for me, it was around that anger thing at that time, okay? And then actually come back together and talk about it. So we're actually going to come together and in prayer and in worship and engaging together, discover what God wants to say, and then you go away for that week and do it. And then we're going to come back the next week and go, how did that go? Yeah, did you do it? Well, actually not really. Okay, well, let's try it this week. All right? If you did do it, how did it go? Well, it was a real struggle. Okay, well, how can we work through that? All right. It's not about coming back and going, oh, it's all perfect, you know, it's just serene and wonderful. Because it's not, is it? All right. It's warfare. What we're learning is how to be the government in warfare and take that authority in the high ground. It's a learned thing. I don't expect you to know it. We're going to learn it together. And that's really where we're going to put a lot of our focus this year, is that practical... Area of governing over our lives, and as you learn to govern, govern over your home, you're going to find then you will start governing over your workplace, and God's going to start speaking to you that place, and you'll start to bring change in there. And as you start to do that, you will start to hear from God and know His voice and speaking. So when we come together, amazingly, you've got something to bring. All right, can you see how that works? All right, so I'm not expecting it all to be said, I don't expect all this is going to be a journey we take together of learning how to do this in our personal lives and then expanding out from there. So we start to govern over what God has called us to govern. So that we see that eventually as you start to govern over your home and your workplace or your school or university, whatever it is, you'll actually start to draw people to you. It'll become a natural result of your governing. And then you'll be able to speak into their life as a natural result of what you've been doing in your personal life. And out of that, you will see we'll see hubs starting up. right? It's letting that natural flow go. Don't freak out and go to the end and go, I can't lead a hub. I don't expect you to now. It's about growing into that. You know, I mean, I work in coaching and leadership and leaders aren't made overnight. It takes a process. We work with them, you know. People get appointed and they freak out and fail and we go, what do you expect if you haven't prepared them? It takes time. And so over this year, we'll take that time. Okay? We're going to, fourth area, we're going to, so the first one, we're going to build our word strength, build our prayer strength, build our engagement of heaven, and then we're going to build our community here as Jesus Central, okay? So we are going to relocate, don't become building focused, please. We are not building focused, all right? A building is just something we meet in, keeps the rain and the heat out. That's all it is. All right, we go back to building focus. We're going to go back to the Old Testament style. We're going to go back to what's happening out there. We're going to go back into that old thing. All right. So understand when I talk about us relocating and Dad looks at me and goes, You better get this right, Phil. You know, because, you know, I know people get the wrong message around buildings. All right. The building is never going to be our focus. If we have to meet under a tree, we'll meet under a tree. All right. It's not always practical. That's why I don't want to. But if that's what it takes to break the building culture of, controlling churches that's what we'll do all right but i mean darlin and i for personal reasons and family reasons we want to move on to a bigger property but also for us as a community all right but see it's not about just growing in that place we need to see that releasing of hubs across the city okay that's what we want to see happen that's why we want to grow together a natural result of that will be the growth of us meeting together but that's never the end goal. We don't go to another facility simply because of that. We're going because of practical reasons. Okay? So you can all tell Dale that that's what I said. (laughs) All right? Now, if you feel like you want to give in to us doing that, you know, you can through Jesus Central and what you give in there because that will take some of the cost of us relocating. Okay? Because it's a practical thing. But essentially, it's Dale and I buying a new property is the approach that we're taking um, and... Hopefully there's room in the house, or there'll be a shed, or something we can use to, to meet together that that works for us. Okay, but it's not the focus. Okay, but that's part of us building. Sorry. Big tree on the yeah, yeah. <laughs> One we looked at the other week actually had a really big tree. It was really cool. A couple of big, couple of benches underneath, a little, little rock circle. I went, oh yeah, we could all sit around here. Probably not in the daylight like today, but you know, <laughs> in the middle of spring it'd be beautiful. Yeah. It's actually really nice, it's on a hill. Yeah, but, but you know, that's understand that we are going to relocate that buildings are part of that, but that's not the goal. Alright? It's simply a part of us governing and engaging and doing what we need to do. Alright, so you can all tell Dale that. Phil spoke for ages about the building. Yeah. Alright, we're gonna have every month we're gonna have brunch together. Um <laughs> on a Sunday. Because that's about us engaging together, yeah. all right? We're family and family eat together, right? Yeah. So I sort of said that I won't be any more morning tea roster. I sort of just that because we're going to do it every week and then we realise that's probably not practical, <laughs> all right? So we're doing it next week. We're going to have brunch together, all right? I'll send a message out as to how we do that. But once a month, and so we'll chat to Des about how that's going to work and when it's going to be. Um, we're going to get together and have brunch together like we do occasionally. All right, because it's important that we eat together. Monday nights we have dinner together before we do hub. We'll keep doing that because it's important that we engage as a community together. Yeah. All right. Um, we're going to have a little more interactive. We've sort of talked about that and what we're doing. You know, we're going to work on the worship. All right. Bring an instrument if you play an instrument. Bring it. All right. <laughs> you know, we'll do what it need. we do what it needs to do, you know, I mean the next couple of weeks, you know, we have guitars and stuff, we'll have them out, you know, we're going to improve the keyboard, get a new one because we need to, you know, but I mean, it's not just about people who have been doing it previously doing it, you know, it's about all of us learning as we learn to engage to just step up and start playing, all right, our worship is going to change, how does it look like, we're going to step through that week by week, all right, I don't want to put a, I mean, I've got ideas in my head, but I don't want to put a preemptive sort of this is what it is because I don't want to live with what God wants to do. You know, we're that waterfall where many streams coming into one place out of one God. Yeah? So is it going to be messy some weeks probably? You know, is it going to work every week? Probably, not initially. But it's about all of us stepping up and engaging. And it's not about coming and going, Oh, or it's silent and being afraid of silence, or being afraid of being in a place and going, "Ah, we give ourselves time and permission to find new places in God. Yeah. So we're not going to go back to singing songs that we know. It's about letting new songs rise up and becoming our sound. All right? And I know that's a bit scary and a bit sort of unsafe, yeah. <laughs> But that's all right. We've been there before and we got through. We'll get through this one. All right. Yeah. No, that's good. And I encourage you as families, the Reading Scripture app, you know, maybe pick one of the sections that you're reading and do it as a family. Do it around the table. Do it with your kids, you know. Get them a part of what you're doing and let them, teach them how to engage around that as you're learning, Okay. All right, the final one, did I talk about giving? You know, it's about personal and corporate giving, all right? Looking out for each other and giving into each other's lives, but also, you know, us bringing our tithes, bringing our offerings, bringing our giving in together corporately and giving into us as a community to do what we need to do and to keep building forward, you know? And as we keep doing that, we keep giving in to, to other organisations. You know, we support Christ for All Nations, you know? Um, we get behind what they do and, and, and the amazing, you know, and we're always engaging with them around some of the stuff they're doing. And it's exciting to see God do amazing things. And we're a part of that journey of people's lives being transformed. You know? and there are times that we give in to other places and other organisations. You know, and we, we try and support other hubs as they get going around Australia. Um, you know, this whole thing in Sydney. We don't know how it's going or where it is. But there's a cost involved around that. You know, that Dale and I are prepared to take personally and we do. You know? But the more that we can engage together into that space, the more we can do. Okay, so giving is a powerful part of that. But also looking out for each other as we do. If you see someone in need, then then helping to meet that need if you're able to. All right, the final one. So we've got building our word strength, building our prayer strength, building our engagement of heaven, building our community as Jesus central, and finally building our capacity. And really that's a lot of what we've already done, talked about, you know, um, part of our relocation, part of our governing out of our homes. But it's also things like, the ownership of building our kids, all right? And going, you know what? I can be a part of Kids Church. You don't have to be skilled to do that. You don't have to be brilliant to do that. You just need to be present, all right? So it's really taking ownership in that space and going, I want to do that. I know some people sort of go, but I don't want to be out of the main meeting, all right? I spent years doing Kids Church out of the main meeting. Spent years doing youth work out of the main meeting. All right? And I've never missed out. I've worked out that I've never missed out. In fact, it always seems to come around and increase blessing. You yeah, know, it's not by people recognising what you do because when you do kids and youth work, most people don't recognise what you do. I did 14 years of youth work and most of the acknowledgement I got was getting in trouble for, you know, something that we did. You left Marks all over the hall. You did this, you did that. You overspent the budget, blah, 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 blah. You know? But you've got to go, you know what? God's bigger than that. And now I can look around at, at young people who are now in their 30s and 40s. Yes, that's scary. You know, 20s, 30s up there. And I see them with their own kids. And I see them, you know, ministering in places and raising up other people and going, I was a part of shaping that kid's life. You know, kids from families that were falling apart uh, and seeing them discover God and overcome their struggles to be men and women of God. And that's really cool. You know, and you can be a part of that journey. What you do with kids now is never about now. It's about 15 and 20 years' time. All right? So if you really want to leave a legacy, you really want to make a difference, get involved in what we do with the kids. It's seriously half an hour of your life, or 45 minutes or an hour, depending on, (laughs) you know. All right, you know, there's not a lot of prep, there's not a lot of work, but we need people to really take on that space and and to even do the planning and the organising. That space really needs some love, okay? I'm not saying it's easy every week. It's not. I'm not stupid. I had six kids. I ran, I ran youth groups in some of the most dysfunctional suburbs of town. And occasionally it was hell. You know, Our kids are angels compared to that. But it changed lives. And we look at our kids, they are the future. But they're the present also. So I encourage you to step up and go, you know what? I may not know what I'm doing, but if you help me out, I'll do it. We won't leave you alone. We'll look after you, maybe. (laughs) Most times. Beck will take care of you. right. But we need people to step in that space and really help with, you know, because I mean, I do work full time. You know what I mean? And we homeschool our kids and with travel and just things that happen on top of everything else, there is a lot to do. And so if people are willing to step into that space and put together plans and programs, and I mean, if you say it, I need you to do it all right and commit to it and be in that space and and if you're going around holidays don't tell me tell somebody else who can take your place all right but I, we need people to really step in that space and help us engage and grow in that area you know and to shape our kids to be who god made them to be you really want to make an influence to make a difference get involved in kids church i'm serious all right kids like little sponges you can all right, and obviously building capacity is you know coming prepared to give you know financially, coming prepared to give a word, coming to prepared to give a bit of ourselves, coming with food when it's food days to make sure that we're looking out for each other. You know, all right, that's that's us as a as a group, as a church, as a community, as a gathering. That's us. That's where we're focusing on this year. It's not complex, but it's powerful. All right, it's about I really want us to focus in on. Learning how to govern over our own lives and getting out of this, it's all about me, which we can easily get sucked into because the world lives there, yeah? And life around us pressures us to stay there is breaking that suction that pulls us down like mud and stepping up higher and starting to govern over our home. And as we do, we start to govern then over our street, we start to govern over our workplace, our school, our university, wherever we are. And we build our capacity, step by step. And as we do that, that will build our capacity as a as a group together. And we grow. It's not necessarily a smooth road. It's warfare. But it's great fun when you realize who you are in God and you step into all that he has for you. Yeah? That's where we're going to go this year. That's what we're going to do. All right, Dal's going to be upset with me because she reckons we will have gone too long. That's her problem. Mm. She'll grow through that (laughs) as she gets on a plane and disappears tonight for a couple of weeks. All right, let's pray together. Father, we just thank you that you have good things for us, that you have plans and purposes to take us forward. Lord, that even that you've spoken into our lives this morning and shown us your plan and purpose, that, Lord, you want us to pull us like that waterfall. We can get under your waterfall. And receive all that you have for us. The Lord we can step through those doors into your kingdom. And engage everything that is in that place. We want to thank you for that. We thank you for what we've been and what you've done. And we thank you for where you're taking us and what you have for us. We bless you for that in Jesus' name. Amen.